Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 11th episode of The Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be doing some NBA player grades for the first week in the NBA bubble. Let's not waste any more time, and let's get right into the episode. So just a disclaimer before we start, all of the stats and information that is being used um, in this episode is going to be stats from Wednesday the 5th and behind. Uh, none of the games um, today, on the we're recording this on Wednesday the 5th, none of the games and stats that happened today will be used. Um, everything everything that will be used will be from the past, um, not today, and of course nothing in the future. Um, so... Yeah, let's just uh, get right into what we're going to be doing today. So we're going to be doing some player grades for the first week in the bu- in the bubble. So the NBA, uh, the NBA's bubble in Orlando, um, is just um, had its first week. It's about to be over, and um, I wanted to do some. Uh, I want to talk about some specific players that might have played really well, really bad, or a little mediocre, right in the middle. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of surprises, um, a lot of good basketball going on this past weekend. I'm excited to talk about it in this episode. Um, so let's get into the first of three players that we'll be doing today. The first player is Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons is a power forward slash point guard for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, so coming into the bubble, um, I really uh, thought that Ben Simmons was going um, to... I think I thought that Ben Simmons had the opportunity to play extremely, extremely well. Um, I thought that before the season ended or was stopped um, in the beginning of the season, the main season, um, the Sixers were not playing so well. He wasn't playing so well. They were definitely underperforming. And I thought that this break would be really good for the 76er team uh, to get their heads back in the right place, to uh, work out some more, just get back in the in the flow of um, their winning basketball they played a few years back. Um, and, yeah, so I thought this break was going to be good for them. I thought they were going to come out of the gate in the bubble uh, running and just playing very well. But I was mistaken, and I was especially mistaken about Ben Simmons. Um, and another reason why I thought Ben Simmons was going to have a really, really good bubble, um, I guess you could say bubble season, was that um, – um, over the quarantine, we saw on social media that he was working on his shot. It seemed that he was finally getting more comfortable shooting threes um, in the mid-range, and that was definitely going to help expand his game and help the Sixers. And so, yeah, I was excited for that, but I was wrong about that also. So in these two games that the 76ers have played, uh, they're 1-1. One one. They lost. Uh, they got blown out by the—well, not Pacers— uh, they didn't get blown out by the Pacers, but they did lose a tough one to the Pacers, and they did beat the Spurs on a last-second three-point shot by uh, Shake Milton. Um, and so in those two games, Ben uh, Simmons is averaging 13.5 points a game, 7.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists. And so just looking at those numbers face value, um, of course, uh, an all-star like Ben Simmons, those do look uh, definitely bad, but they're not terrible um, especially with the seven and a half boards and four and a half assists, that's definitely a positive to look at. But when you look, when you go more in depth in the stats and of uh, these two games, you can see that um, uh, he's definitely not playing well. And uh, so 
Uh, along with those mediocre stats, he's at in these three game in these two games, he's averaging three turnovers a game, five and a half fouls a game, which is that's probably the biggest red flag for me. Um, and along with the five and a half fouls, while he is on the court, the Sixers are at negative seven, which is a terrible, terrible stat to have. Um, and um, he's only averaging one steal a game and a half a block. And for a regular player, that seems a uh, half steal, no, a full block, excuse me, a full steal and a half a block a game is pretty good. But for a great defensive player like Ben Simmons, that is definitely not up to par. Um, and he's doing all of these, I guess they're not very good stats. He's doing all of these terrible, terrible stats while playing over 30 minutes a game. So it's not like he's only playing 14 minutes a game and having um, these stats. If that was true, that would be very, very good. But he's playing 30 minutes a game. He's playing most of the game, heavy, heavy minutes, and he's not playing well at all. Um, the big, the biggest two red flags for me, well, really three. I don't really care about his point average um, and his boards and his assists because there's more ways uh, to help your team, and that comes with fouling, uh, turnovers, and plus-minus, and those are the three things that he's really struggled on in these past games. Three turnovers a game for a player that has the vision that he has, great dribbling and a great playmaking. Three turnovers a game, especially against two weak defenses. The Spurs and the Pacers are not known for their amazing defense, one of the um, not very good, um, and having three turnovers a game is not a very good uh, stat to have. Along with the five and a half fouls a game, if you're going to be a star player in this league, you need to be able to not foul. Um, in the Spurs game, he was not able to be in the game in crunch time as he did foul out early in the fourth quarter. Um, and yeah, that's a big, big uh, problem for the 76ers. Luckily, they did win that game, but without him on the court, they definitely had to, they struggled a little, a little bit um, and they could have dropped to 0-2. Um, and the other problem is the negative seven. That could be caused by the lack of three-point shooting, but definitely, definitely not a good thing to have, and Ben Simmons definitely going to have to work on that. Um, along with that, something I didn't mention yet is the three-point shooting. Um, he has not shot a three-pointer this entire bubble. I know it's only been two games, but there's I watched both of these games, and there was times when he was open. And I understand if you can't make them, but part of... Part of, I think, being in the NBA, and if you're not even a good shooter, this um, an example of this is Anthony Davis. He can shoot the three, of course, and we saw that from his game in the, against the Utah Jazz. He had a crazy, crazy game and uh, hit that dagger uh, step-back three. But he's not a player that shoots at such a high percentage, but he shoots a very high volume. Not like Steph Curry volume, like 15 threes a game, but I'd say like five threes a game and... He'll make only, let's say he only makes one or two of those. He's keeping the defense honest and helps that spread out the floor more. And so just if Ben Simmons hit three, uh, not hit three, if he just shot three a game and he doesn't have to hit any, I would assume that he would hit one because he's he is getting a little bit out shooting. But just if he shot three, it keeps the defense honest. It, allow, it causes them and it forces them to uh, get closer up on him, which spaces out the floor for other players. Um, and just not shooting any three-pointers at all is not a good look for Ben Simmons. And um, definitely, definitely going to have to work on that. Um, so in these pat in these two games with these mediocre stats, um, I'm going to have to give Ben Simmons a grade of a C, a C+. Plus. Um, I can't give him any lower because of his... Uh, because of his, uh, his, 
okay scoring is okay rebounding and okay assists all of that is average which is around a c plus but he's definitely gonna have to play much much better um he's gonna have to play at that all-star level if the sixers um they're a six seed right now they definitely don't want to be there when the bubble ends or when the eight games end and he's gonna have to play much better if they want to um, move up a spot and go deep in the playoffs. So C plus for Ben Simmons. The next player we're going to be talking about is MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. One of, I think, the underrated, most underrated players in the league, one of the best young players in the league, and is going to be a great, great player in the near future. Um, so let's talk about him um, a little bit. Before the season was um, stopped, we got to see a little of Michael Porter Jr. Last year, was uh, he was drafted. Um, he missed the whole year with a back injury. Um, so this year was the first time we were able to see him. He played 50 games, um, averaged around 14 points a game, uh, 14 minutes a game, and um, a little less than eight points. Um, so he was in and out of the rotation because head coach Mike Malone was um, at times unhappy with, I think, um, his effort, his rebounding, and... Uh, um, stuff that a rookie would usually do, which um, is understandable. Um, but now in the bubble, because of the injuries the Nuggets have, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Gary Harris, um, all th three starters, um, he's able to get a lot of minutes. And um, because of that, we are able to see what he is really capable of. So coming out of high school, um, Michael Porter Jr., he was one of the most um, interesting prospects, I think a five-star recruit, um, and, uh, it was because of his interesting, um, play style and frame. He's 6'10", um, can dribble like a guard, has an, can shoot like Steph Curry, um, similar to Kevin Durant, people are saying, um, and these two games have really showed why he was such a top recruit in high school. In these two games, um, so the Nuggets have only played two games. In these two games, he's averaging 24 points a game, six and a half rebounds a game, two assists, 55.7 from the three from the field, and 45% from the three-point line. That, my friend, my friends, is some crazy stats. Those numbers are all-star numbers, MVP-like numbers. And um, so this bubble has really allowed MPJ to flourish um, with these extended minutes. And is um, is really going to help him, I think, get out of his uh, get out of his shell and um, expand his confidence, which is uh, they're definitely going to the Nuggets are definitely going to need. Um, I actually I give props to the Nuggets. They somehow they always find in not every draft, but every few drafts they find a player that usually in the second round or just a a player that is not really so high on draft boards, and they get him, and they become a star. The, of course, the example is Nikola Jokic. Jokic, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but they got him in the second round. Um, right away made a great, great um, impression on the Nuggets. A great player, an all-star player, best player on the team, and uh, definitely a big steal in the draft. MPJ, big steal in the draft. 20-some pick, was projected to go first while in high school, but they got him at 20. Um, now you could see what he's really um, possible of flourishing in the Nuggets system. And the last player is Bull Bull, who has not played as many minutes as who has not played as many minutes as MPJ. But in the priests in the scrimmage games in the bubble, you saw what he was capable of, and I believe he's also going to be a future All Star in this league. Um, so back to MPJ. 
Um, so he's playing very well, all-star numbers, 24 points a game, crazy, crazy numbers. And um, so I think that MBJ, um, he's playing. he's been playing extremely well, and um, I don't believe he's going to keep up these numbers. I, there's no way he's going to be able to uh, play, excuse me, there's no way he's going to be able to con consistently score 24 points a game. Um, but if he could score... 14 points a game and continue that rebounding. He had a game when he had 12 rebounds, um, which is very, very good. Um, and so if you continue to do that, just solid numbers, especially as a young player, that, that will be the Nuggets X factor and uh, lead them in the deep run in the playoffs. Um, and so, yeah, so for this week, I'm going to give um, MPJ a bubble grade of A. Very, very good player. Been playing very, very well recently. And the last player we have, you might have already guessed it, um, TJ Warren. So if you told me that TJ Warren, well, no, if you told me that after week one of the NBA bubble in Orlando, that the best player would be TJ Warren, I would have laughed in your face and called you crazy and probably, like, I probably I, I would have walked away because that's just a crazy crazy uh, statement to make. But if you told me that today, I would probably agree with you. And um, yeah, I would I would just agree with you. Um, so yeah, I would. It's just I I am dumbfounded by the fact that I'm agreeing that TJ One has been the best player in the bubble this past week. But let's talk about a little more about him. So last offseason, the Suns. Um, they traded Warren to the Pacers for cash considerations. And after dropping 53, 54 points in the first game um, of the NBA bubble against the 76ers, he said that he is worth more than cash considerations. And I think everyone agrees with that now. To quote Michael Jordan in the Last Dance documentary, I took that personally. Personally, excuse my lisp. But yeah, Warren took that personally. Um, definitely not a player that is just worth cash considerations and he showed that in these three games warren has been the best player uh since the nba restart restarted last week uh warren has been averaging 40 points a game before we go on i want you to understand that 40 points a game 39.7 to be exact but 40 points a game for a player like tj warren no disrespect to tj warren but I would never think a player of his caliber would be able to average in three games 40 points a game. That is Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant numbers. Only players like that have had numbers like this. But along with the 40 points, it doesn't stop there. Along with that, 5.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and then this is where it gets really, really good. 2.3 blocks, 2 steals, and 65.2% from the field. Those are crazy, crazy numbers. I've never in my time as watching the NBA seen anyone put numbers up like this in consecutive games besides James Harden. TJ Warren is establishing himself as one of the best scorers. I'm not trying to own the best pure scorers in the NBA. Those numbers are ridiculous. Those are GOAT numbers all-star numbers, MVP numbers, crazy, crazy stats by TJ Warren. Um, and what's even crazier about this is that because he's averaging 40 points a game and being one of the best defensive players in the bubble, the Pacers are 3-0, and they're fifth in the East, and they're doing all of this without their two best players. 
without their two All-Stars. They're doing it without DeMontis Sabonis, who's out with a foot injury, and they're doing it without Victor Oladipo, who is also rehabbing from um, an injury, I think, on, on his foot. Um, that Because of those players are missing, it gives T.J. Warren the um, touches to do this, but even so, that is crazy, crazy numbers. Um, and so, yeah. The Pacers are 3-0, they're 5th in the East, and they are looking really, really good in the bubble right now. Um, these are video game numbers. 40 points a game, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Those are numbers that you have in NBA 2K. And um, I really hope that he can keep it up because I've... Right now, it's crazy to say, but because of TJ Warren, the, the Pacers are must-watch basketball. Any team they play, they are must-watch basketball because TJ Warren is playing like Michael Jordan in 2020. It's he's a reincarnation of Michael Jordan. It's it's been crazy. I really hope he can keep it up. I love to I love to watch the Pacers. They are extremely extremely entertaining, and um, hopefully TJ Warren can continue his hot streak and uh, lead the Pacers far. Uh, so let's go now into the the grade. Warren is going to have to. Oh well, I said Warren is going. Warren hopefully is going to keep his hot streak up. It's extremely entertaining. Um, he's leading the Pacers to a three and zero record, and because of his crazy stats and because of that crazy uh, record that they have in three and zero, the only team three and zero. Actually, I think the Suns are three and zero, but one of the only teams. He gets a grade of A plus. He would, if it was possible in the grading system, get a grade of A plus 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 the best grade possible. Um, and just before we end, I just want to say that I want to, I don't know, maybe you guys know, maybe you don't know that I think that LeBron is the greatest player of all time, but I'm changing my uh, my opinion right now. I think it goes NBA bubble TJ Warren, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and then the rest players. TJ Warren is right now the best player in in the not in basketball, he's been the best player in the bubble, has been crazy, and gets a max grade of A+++, whatever you want to say. Um, and yeah, so that is the end of the episode. This is going to be a series we do every week when I go over three players that have either played well, bad, or mediocre, and we go um, over their stats and uh, give them a grade. And uh, just before we end, I wanted to say that if you've been following the podcast channel, you know that I did um a series on nba preview uh nba bubble preview when i went over each team and so i ended last last part i did part three um i was supposed to do part four and five i had eight teams left but i looked at the teams i had left and all the teams i had left were playoff teams so i decided um all the teams i had left were had clinched a playoff spot so i decided not to um go over those teams and focus more on individual players um and yeah so just wanted to say that i'm not gonna be going over the teams but when the nba bubble eight games and play and tournament are done there will be a full episode a little long a little big episode actually it'll be a little long um where we'll be going over my whole playoff bracket and so if i missed one of your favorite teams i'll be going over um that in that episode so Follow the channel and make sure you uh, follow the channel so you don't miss that. Um, and yeah, so uh, that's going to be the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Gilman Report. Make sure to follow on SoundCloud and Spotify. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. 
and goodbye.